the Public News Service Daily Newscast for January the 25th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The future of tariffs on imported steel? Uncertain. Steel workers in states like Minnesota hope that policies they feel have helped provide economic stability for them are not unraveling. The Biden administration has been holding talks with foreign leaders on how to proceed with tariffs that were established by the Trump administration in 2018. In northeastern Minnesota, Virginia Mayor Larry Cuffey says local taconite plants are producing at high levels right now, which he calls a major improvement from when foreign competitors were flooding the market with steel. We went through some really lean times where, where people were laid off of their jobs and they've lost their homes and they've lost their vehicles and their property. But he credits the Section 232 tariffs for the surrounding communities being in better shape. Skeptics of the higher tariffs worry about the impact on supply chains and say they don't address overproduction in countries like China. I'm Mike Moen. And keeping track of student arrests and law enforcement referrals considered a key tool for transparency and accountability within schools. A new report shows some Pennsylvania schools have regularly underreported data on student arrests. Analysis by the ACLU of Pennsylvania has found Allegheny County Public Schools underreported student arrests by 83% in the 2017-2018 school year. That includes Pittsburgh Public Schools, which reported no arrests. At the ACLU, Gata Makushi says this kind of misrepresentation erodes trust in the education system. But it also impacts all their peers. It impacts the adults, right? It changes the environment, the dynamics that is happening in that school. And then when you take that even further, it impacts the community, right? If that student drops out, if they're no longer engaged, it is a greater city community issue. Juvenile justice system data show 499 student arrests within Pittsburgh public schools that year. District officials did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The underreporting extends beyond Pennsylvania as well, with discrepancies found in New York and Los Angeles. I'm Emily Scott. Minor offenses and drug charges accounted for nearly half of all public school arrests in Allegheny County. And from CNN, an Atlanta-area district attorney investigating former President Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election result in Georgia will be allowed to see the special grand jury this spring. The Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, requested last week to seek the special grand jury starting May 2nd, and Fulton County Superior Court judges approved the request on Monday. CNN adds that Willis has said she expects to decide on whether to bring charges against Trump in the first half of 2022. This is PNS. Today is National Poll Worker Recruitment Day, and with the April municipal elections coming up, clerks and boards of elections across many states are looking for poll workers to help them run as smoothly as possible. Poll workers, sometimes known as election judges, have a number of responsibilities on election day. They set up the polling place, make sure the equipment is working, check voters in, and make sure they are registered so they can cast their ballots. Nicole Spencer with the St. Louis County Board of Elections notes there are hundreds of polling places across the county and voters can choose any one of them. With a staff fairly small at the actual Board of Elections, we really rely on our poll workers to help us staff those polling locations. Spencer says people can sign up online to become an election judge on the St. Louis Board of Elections website or by calling 314-615-VOTE. Information for how to get involved in other cities or counties can be found on county clerks' websites. I'm Lily Bolke, reporting. 
Next, our Eric Tinganoff reports as the cost of living skyrockets in Washington State. People needing in-home care are being squeezed. The personal needs allowance is the amount of income left over after the Medicaid copay for long-term care. It's currently set at $1,074 a month in Washington State, far lower than the national average. Kathy McCall with AARP Washington says lawmakers should support a bill to increase the personal needs allowance to $2,382. That will give individuals more money for them to keep to use for rent, food, electricity, prescription drugs, health care, but still receive the same quality of care that they have in the past. The average cost of living for older Washingtonians is about $2,900 a month, according to the Elder Index. Increasing the personal needs allowance would cost the state $25.6 million a year. The bill is scheduled for an executive session today in the Senate Committee on Human Services, Reentry, and Rehabilitation. Finally, Jonah Chester lets us know solitary confinement has been widely condemned by human rights activists, and a new bill making its way through the Virginia General Assembly would restrict its use in that state's prisons. The bill would limit the use of solitary confinement to 15 days and set requirements before someone is placed in isolation. Democratic Senator Joseph Morrissey, the bill's chief patron, told the Senate Rehabilitation and Social Services Committee this month that ending the practice has fiscal benefits, noting other states that have eliminated solitary confinement and closed specialty facilities. Colorado closed a segregation facility built for 316 prisoners. After doing that, they saved $13.6 million in 2013 and 14 without any negative impact. The bill defines solitary confinement as isolating a person for 20 or more hours per day. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on radio stations big and small. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.